Alright. What's up, Vito? I don't know. Am I re- reintroducing myself? Yeah. Yo, I'm Donnie Beats. What the fuck is up? That's it. That's it. The Don. Very the loud. Don. The Don. The Don Beats. Yeah, who are you? Oh, I'm Logan. Oh, hey, Logan. Yeah. Hey, so it's Logan and his Vito. I'm an alcoholic. And... <laughs> Right, We're ready. chilling in my car. It's like 11 p.m. and uh, just having some thoughts. What do you? What, what were we talking about before we started recording this? I think it honestly, like it all started with coyotes. Are we talking about? We history? were going to continue with coyotes. Yeah. Okay. So coyotes. <laughs> now let's, let's start. Okay. So. <laughs> So Vito, yeah. Um, what have you been up to, man? Uh, <laughs> gee, just working, honestly. Just working. Like literally, that's all I do is work. Anything interesting recently? Like at work or just in general? Well, hmm. Something interesting that I saw recently. <laughs> All right, what'd you since say? What'd since you, you don't have anything, Vito. Are you saying like about McDonald's? Yeah, I mean, is there okay, anything yeah, it's like, like you want to talk about? That's all right, so like this, is, last this is what happened at McDonald's. Since the last podcast? Yeah, this guy, we have a new guy named Josh at McDonald's. And he was hired by my owner because we actually don't know why. We're assuming, or what we've been told, is that the reason why he's here is kind of to improve our store's customer service. Okay. He's like the person that stands next to you while you're presenting at the window. He's the guy that stands next to you at the counter. He's also the guy that stands next to you in the kiosk. And what he does is he's kind of there to guide you and say, hey, this is what you should do. Or this is how you should say it. Or maybe you should try this. And it's actually kind of weird, but it's cool at the same time because you're like, okay, I have someone there like to help me. Yeah, so he's like, he's like yeah. in a way like, training or is he just like walking around giving people tips is that like what he does all day well see that's the part where it got confusing because they said that's what he was supposed to be doing yeah but sometimes if not most times he's like standing there so i don't know like since i really don't know what he is or like who he is it's kind of just this brand new guy that was hired by our boss so we're confused like is he watching us? Yeah, he's just staring at you. Or is he, like, actually there to train us? He's really good, though. I like him. I like him. There's a backstory to him, too. Like, my grandma lives next to him. Oh, really? That's yeah. interesting. So. so, you think it's actually, like, an overall helpful thing for the McDonald's? Yeah, I do. I definitely do. Because today, there was this girl, Tristan, who was nervous to use the kiosk, mm-hmm. as many customers are. Um, we have this position called Gel, where it's guest experience leader. The employee actually goes out there in a specific spot that, you know, McDonald's is claimed as, like, the the point of view. Customers see you and they, like, you have the way of all angles, you know? Yeah. So, with that, she was nervous because you have to, like, walk up to customers and you have to, like, say, hey, can I help you on the kiosk today? So, when it's always, like, and when you're in that, like, moment where you have to be, like, forced into customer service, it is nerve-wracking. I mean. Right. I, I kind of got lucky. It's easy for me to, like, approach someone. But for her, not so much. So, Josh. Have you, have you done that job before? I have. I'm actually really good at it. Like, okay. every time I do it, it's just me What is that? So, so it's it's something experience leader? It's guest experience leader. Guest experience leader? Is that, like, only for the kiosk? Or is it for um, everybody that walks in? Or you just say, hey, what's up? How you doing? Honestly, it has varied, like, it hasn't been specified by the managers. I should actually bring that up because some of them believe it's just you throw the employee to use the kiosk for customers to to assist, but I personally believe that it should be more than that. It should be you going around, like, talking to customers, cleaning up their trash, clearing their table, wiping up, you know, just talking to them, how's the food, and then... Say someone is, like, walking in, and you're catching them, like, yeah, let's hop on a kiosk. How may I help you, you know? Yeah. But, hey, Joe, come sit your money on this machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not bad. I mean, it's whatever. So, they, the kiosk thing, though, so that's, like, that's some new technology, right? It is new technology. 
It, they How just long has your place it. had that? We just came out with it, like, probably within the last year from today's date. Damn. How does that change things? Um, It's actually been very beneficial, surprisingly. And I've noticed it's, like, it definitely varies on the population based off of age. Okay. So, for the older population, they walk into the store and they're super scared. They're like, I don't want to use it. It's taking away jobs. It's not for me. Oh, they're like freaked out by yeah. the kiosk. They're technology. actually, they look at it, they kind of like wave away, and they're like, nah, I'll just help at the counter. Maybe yeah. it's because it's what they're used to. Yeah. Like, they've always been like walking into a restaurant getting help, and it's like not, they're not used to it. Like, you know, like a cell phone. So, that that's one thing. But the kids, if you're like, yo, hop on a kiosk, they go in the kiosk. Mm-hmm. Like, I could like, me being... The young guy I am, I can easily connect with a kid and be like, yeah, jump on the thing. Yeah, you're more comfortable. Yeah, with I'm more comfortable. With the older older people crowd, I'm like, hey, um, would you like some help over here today? They're like, no, I want to use the register. Same thing. It's just you actually have pictures right yeah. there in front of you like at your demand. Instead yeah. of us controlling the computer, it's you right there in front of you. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, right? Like all the, all the person at the register is doing is like – Tapping, like, food, right? Putting yeah, together just, meals and then yeah. charging him. Yeah. I mean, that's just ba- that's just customer service. Yeah, that makes know? sense, though. Like, the like the being feared of, um, like, old people being scared that it's going to, like, steal people's jobs and shit like that. Yeah. Like, scared of the new technology. They were gonna... So we were just talking about the kiosk at your McDonald's. Right. And how the older people seem to be reluctant to use it and they're kind of like freaked out by the technology like they think it's going to steal people's jobs and shit like that kind of reminded me about a video that I saw recently so um my brother texted me a video it's actually like two days ago of Google's new assistant the new AI update to it to the Google assistant that they're working on right now it's not out okay that can make phone calls for you like it'll call really it'll call stores and shit on your behalf and like take care of shit for you so they show a video of it and uh this lady like asked her google assistant to set a hair appointment for her for a haircut okay (laughs) and you listen to the recording of like the phone call between the google assistant calls the salon and the salon lady is like, hey, how can I help you? And the Google right. Assistant sounds just like a person is talking like, hey, I need a haircut at 12. Oh, 12 doesn't work. How about 10? And um, they finally settle on time. And it's like, okay, yeah, have a good day. And it's using like ums and ahs and shit. Like it sounds like a real conversation. Sounds like a person. It's right. crazy. Um, and the person on the other line has no idea. And I mean, I'm sure Google will probably talk to him afterward. But. How would you rank that? Like, compared to Siri. It's not even, like, on the same level. I feel like Siri sucks. I know, but... Maybe I just haven't used it. I mean, talking about that type of technology, like, something that that we've seen the most of is Siri. Yeah, that's true. You know? So, seeing something like that is just, like, jumping a couple levels, don't you think? Yeah, that's really crazy. I think Google is really in the lead on that kind of language understanding artificial intelligence. Oh, yeah. Like they've been working on that technology for a long time now. Google Translate is my go to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. I mean you think about like this big data company that's like like basically controlling the internet through just being a search engine right. in a sense. Uh all the data they're collecting, all the searches they're like, they have AI that's, like, processing the words that you type in and the words on the pages that you click on. They process this data, and they make a little portfolio, like, oh, this is Vito. This is what Vito is into. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he looks up uh, softcore porn, and he looks up, <laughs> like, oh my Nike God. shoes and shit, right? So, you're looking up running shoes yeah, or shut something. the fuck <laughs> up, yo. <laughs> <laughs> No, dude. I was just seeing if you were listening. Yeah, that is cool, though. That is cool, though. Yeah, so Google's been working on this shit for a long time, and now it's, like, talking to people. Like, if you think about how that AI, how crazy that is, like, people are definitely freaked out about that type of artificial intelligence. It's like a talking back. Yeah. It's like a talking back recorder. Yeah. Yeah. It's 
really crazy. It's like, um, I think people throughout history have always been scared whenever there's some new technology. Like, if you look at when, like, telephones first came out or fucking, like, the television or radio, like, any of these things, like, there's always been pushback on people's, like, acceptance of it. Like, people have some reason to be reluctant and integrating the technology in their lives. And a good example of this is, like, ATMs. So, a long time ago, like, before... um, Automated teller machines is right. what they stand for, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong on that. <laughs> that just like sounds human, right in my head. Yeah, 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 human interaction part. Yeah, so, um, uh, so people were freaking out because it's like, oh, this is going to take all the bank teller jobs. And that was, like a, right. that was like a big job back in the day. It was like one of the good jobs to have before ATMs or even, I mean, even still now, like being a bank teller isn't all bad. Um, so people were freaking out about the bank tellers losing their jobs when the ATMs were coming out and then once the ATMs did come out and um, all of the big banks around were using ATMs the amount of extra like customer service they were able to provide brought Mm -hmm. them in so much extra money that they ended up like investing in their stores and expanding the banks and having more bank teller jobs created that's crazy right I wonder what followed and a bunch of technology followed right. after it, right? That the people had the same reaction to. Like, you look at people, even still, like, have you ever met an, um, an older person today that's really freaked out about, like, debit cards and credit cards and shit? Not so much, not so much, like, worried about it. More, like, it would be their last resort. Okay. It's, like, their last resort. Like, they carry cash. Whereas okay. I never carry cash. They'll carry cash and use it, and they're like, oh, I don't have enough. Then they'll use their card. Okay. But that could be a fear of debt, you know? Yeah. Because I they did go well. through a lot of that. But I, I personally don't know. I just noticed that working with, like, money, customer yeah. service all the, all the time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I feel like I've known a few people, and they've both been oh, – they've, they've all been older. Um, they think, like, cards are – just a like super unsafe technology and that they're going to get their money stolen. Mm-hmm. Like I've even met, I've met somebody before that like doesn't even believe in banks in general. Like just hoards their money in cash, like bills. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, I don't think that's a great idea. I don't think it is either. Cause yeah. paper, paper degrades. Like it's better to have that shit. Right. Well, not even that. I mean, just having your money in a bank is so much more safe and beneficial. Your house lights on fire. What are you going to do? Your yeah. Money's <laughs> Your money's gone. At least if it's in a bank, if someone yeah. scams you, they have like two, up to 250 someone, grand refund. Someone hears that your life savings are underneath your bed. Yeah. And they're fucking breaking. Yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're falling asleep and you're waking up to being tied to that bed. Like straight up. Yeah. That's for real though. That's crazy though. Like Think people, about it. people resist technology. And I think it's the same thing with AI right now. Like I think it's, it's AI right now. Fear. People are freaked the fuck yeah, out. But it's fear. always it's been fear with pretty much every single one. Of, like with the ATMs, it was fear. People were actually scared that it was going to steal their jobs. With mm. the AI, some of the fear is like, oh, this is going to kill us. Right. Which, okay, <laughs> it definitely could, uh, and maybe that makes it much more intense. But with the with the taking the jobs, maybe that's a human instinct. Yeah. Like maybe humans like just have the instinct saying like the more and more technology that comes out, it's just killing us off. Hmm. What if that was like a deep down inside instinct? Maybe. That humans had. That'd like, be weird. Like we're, we're sensing the fact that we're threatened. Yeah. Threatened. We're threatened by it. Yeah. I mean. It's weird though because humans like, we keep innovating. Constantly. And Every decade, there's something new. Even even sooner than that. I mean, like now, it's like with AI, especially like things are happening. Oh yeah, so exponentially. I mean, think about it. I'm pretty sure the 50s was the was NASA. Yeah, 50s was the space. Yeah, race. 50s and, and 60s, once that yeah. came about, technology went crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. And it, dude, the 1900s was just wild. <laughs> yeah. The amount of shit that happened in the 1900s was like, I want to know what happened from 89 to 90 because 
That's insane. Yeah. That's crazy. Like it's crazy. Like they were fucking riding horses and shit. Yeah. In like the 1800s. Yes. Like what <laughs> happened? <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, like 2000s were still in the end of the 90s, but like. It's just crazy how fast we've changed. I mean, we yeah. went from the Wright brothers to Boeing. Yeah. That's insane. Did you see what... Now I have actually... fucking Tesla, like reusable oh rockets Oh my gosh, Tesla's just... Elon Musk is going to change the world. Like electric cars. Did you see what he's doing in Dubai? No. With his mean... like under tunnel. Like... Oh, yeah. He's building like a Hyperloop That's thing. That's crazy. Fuck, man. I, Dubai, Dubai's just got so much money, though. Like, yes, yeah. yes, Dubai's... That Dubai Hyperloop, too. hell yeah, hook us up, man. All right. We need some fucking Hyperloop. I tweeted today at Donald Trump. I said, yo, I said, add Donald Trump to start off. I need you to put in Elon Musk's hands transportation and infrastructure of America. <laughs> Imagine that. Just him handing over the fucking blueprints yeah. and saying... Yeah, engineer the do fuck it. out of... Oh, oh my gosh! I would. I bet you by the fucking twenty thirties, no cars. That guy's crazy. You know he. I think he just finished the tunnel between uh, what is it, L.A. and San Francisco. I want to say. I don't doubt it. He's the man. Um, for kind of not. I don't. I don't know if it's called the Hyperloop. It's his boring company. Yeah. That like is the plan is to bore tunnels and then like cars and people can like. Go underneath and fly super fast and then come up. Maybe that is Hyperloop. It is the Hyperloop. That is Hyperloop. Yeah, dude. I think... Yeah. That's crazy. Yes. Like, one... Elon Musk, I think, is someone that we're getting the chance to witness kind of how, like, Einstein in the past. Yeah. Not even Einstein, though. Like, Bill Gates. Or Bill Gates. Like, Bill Gates. Steve Jobs. But what's different with Elon Musk is he's not, like... And to be fair, Bill Gates and Steve Jobs affected much, many things outside of their particular field. Right. But Elon Musk seems to be unique in that, like, he's getting involved in, like, so much shit. Like, everything. Digging tunnels for transportation. Fucking he, he's also rockets, in the space race. Rockets. He's, like, leading. Like, SpaceX is a leading company. Yeah. And, and rockets right now. 2020. He said, I'm pretty sure it was 2020. He said people will be on Mars. Yeah, like 2020 or 2022 or something like Dude, that. Dude, are you kidding me? That's crazy. That, you know how advanced that is? That's so insane. Yeah. Like, we're sitting in... Oh, no, I think what right? it is is 2020 is going to send robots to start building shit, and then 2022 or, or something like that, people will show up. That's insane. Yeah. That is so, so that's So that's, like, one of his things, and I'm then he's excited. doing cars and fucking solar energy, like, solar panel roofs and shit. He's taking I mean, advantage of everything yeah. that he could have ever done. He's he even was, involved in AI and, like, uh, brain and, uh, like, human-machine interaction. Like, right. using, like, mesh on your head to uh, communicate to a brain. Or to a computer, rather. Like, through your fucking head. Like, through thoughts. Damn. That's that, yeah, I'm seeing Black Mirror. That's, <laughs> I, that's everything going through my head is, like, these, this TV show, Technology. Yeah, that's why that show is so popular as yeah. well. They nail the writing on, uh, like, it. it's like every episode is mostly based in the current times. And there's, yeah. like, one there's like one new invention or something like that that's changed everything. It's, like, just to the next level. I mean, I'm pretty sure the first episode I've ever seen of Black Mirror was when that girl was so attached to her phone and the rating system on there. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Everybody was super and attached that, to it. Yeah, and that's crazy because, like, that's us. Like, that's what we could become with our phones, Instagram, Twitter. Like, we de- determine our, like, popularity in the population based off a of like. Yeah, a lot of Not people one do. person knows, like, what we even sound like in person or how tall we are unless they read it online. But they rate us. And based off of how many followers we have, we are considered popular. Yeah. People will be like, oh, my gosh, you have 3,000 followers? I only have 20. You're way cooler than me. Yeah, that could just be a young person thing, though. I think, I think that's super common among millennials. I guess. Oh like, yeah, it's new. It seems new. like everybody our age it's is doing new. this shit. But yeah. remember, we also got it at the end, though. Like we yeah. were already in middle school by the time we got a phone. Whereas there's that's kids true. now. That's true. Get, turning three years old and they have technology. <laughs> so that's it's gonna be it. like they're attached to it so much. Yeah. They don't even have the idea of what like. Going outside is like. 
That's so crazy, man. Yeah. I've like I've been growing up and like I'm I'm 20, and I've just recently realized that there's like there's 18 year olds born in or there's eight year olds born in 2010. I almost said 18 year olds born in 2010. <laughs> there's eight year olds born in 2010. Yeah, that realization to me is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And I just had that recently. Like, I was uh, talking to this, like, little seven-year-old girl. Not creepy. Like, she's okay. in my family. Thanks. You get out. <laughs> you get out. <laughs> I was talking to this little seven-year-old. And we oh, were talking about... say it again. You had the we were talking about my birthday. <laughs> okay. Talking about my birthday because it's this month. And I asked her when hers was. Oh, my God. I asked God. her when she was born. <laughs> well, she she's said, not growing up anytime soon, buddy. Ah, <laughs> oh, chill out. Dude. She's family, all right? Um... <clears throat> So I was talking to this little girl And I was really getting to know her well Uh, Oh my god, yeah Turns out she's only seven And she was born in 19 Or (laughs) She was born in 2011 Wow That's fucking crazy, dude Like I can think back to what I was I can think back to what I was doing in 2011 That actually is crazy Because my little sister was born in 2000 and I used to think she was young. Yeah. And there's people born in 2020. So what you're saying about what? like kids are starting elementary school with Instagram there. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of them have phones like super early. Yeah. Like crazy. I early. mean, yeah. Like, okay. So when we were young, we used to have giant box TVs. Yeah. And then we grew up like normal with a flat screen. Having to They're watch. They're growing up with the AI system that we're seeing advance now. So yeah. as we watch it grow, they're growing into it. That's so crazy. So they're going to be like, oh, this is boring and we're still attached to the new. Yeah, how that's been changing shit. Wow. Wow. Like, <laughs> how how technology has probably changed human development is crazy. Like, a good example is... Well, that's uh, just getting away from the reptilian part of the brain, brother. Yeah. Seriously. That's just getting away from how we were millions of years ago. We've got to the point where we don't even have to grow up trying to defend our life. Yeah. We don't even have to go out of our way to kill an animal to eat. Anymore. Do you think do you think there's like negative consequences to that? Um as I know there's, there's I don't know. I honestly don't know cuz it's it's hard to see what the future would come from that. Mm. Like would we just slowly degrade and be able not to even like function but then again we would have all the like perfect nutrients i'm sure the perfect nutrients like just yeah. to grow i mean i feel to like be superhuman you know i feel like we can be physically healthy and not have to like struggle like that but um with some nuances like you have to actually like eat the right shit right like if you're sitting around eating like poisonous food and then not exercising and like counteracting it then well think about it think about what's going on now a big issue in america Mm -hmm. what is it besides all the other things that really matter yeah obesity though obesity yeah that's a fucking big so what's going on now though diets are fucking blowing out of the water like herbalife yeah it's true you know like, things like that are just jumping out right now. Like, steroids are becoming, like, significantly big. So, they're trying to legalize steroids in, like, the most healthiest way with no side effects to the point where, like, we're just going to be able to, like, take a pill, be completely swole out of our minds, and healthy and full all in one sitting. <laughs> all in one sitting. Yeah, like, That's, one shot like, of we're not Like, we're focused on technology. We're not even focused on agriculture. Yeah, like, no, that's true. Everything follows. Everything. Innovation brings, like, yeah, the ease of, like, it's trying to, like, we're trying to diminish things to do. And if you notice, regardless to, like, the amount of technology, we always tell ourselves we're bored. Yeah, it's We true. have so much things to do and so much things to, like, yeah. see, but we're constantly bored. I fucking agree, dude. And yeah. I think, I think this is one problem, at least for me, with, uh... With a lot of the new like social medias and stuff, mm-hmm. is there's so they've they've learned or I don't know if they learned or if it's just like how it ended up happening. Our the way our brain reacts 
to the stimulus of something like Instagram or YouTube or something like that is triggering all of these like fucking monkey brain circuitries exactly that keep us satisfied for the moment like you're for scrolling the moment. through you're scrolling through Instagram you can like look at their and just see gorgeous girls like showing their ass. Yeah, five minutes pass by. Yeah, just nothing but ass pics. Right. And then like next thing you're looking at like pictures of nature. Like that doesn't normally happen. Like I think that I think the ability like humans are weird in that we like variety in everything. Like right. we want variety of taste and food, variety of information available, like variety uh, for men. There's a there's a strong reward for having a variety of different women right choices as well like humans like variety in a lot of things and you can get that and that's just one of the things that you can get from like instagram and youtube and stuff like that that it's so high rewarding Mm -hmm. that then going out into the real world and like and trying to find something to do it's like everything's boring and it's like i'm bored right like, one thing I noticed is that I used to read books a lot, and then I, I like to say, I, and then I got into Instagram. I'd always been on Instagram, okay. but I hadn't really been, like, posting on it and shit like that until, like, maybe I was, like, 15, 16. Okay. And at that point, when I really started to get in, into Instagram, it, uh, I, like, reading was not boring. Like, if I would sit down and try to read a book... I would be bored as shit. It wasn't just Instagram. It was, like, also YouTube and Twitter. <laughs> okay. Like, I'd be like, oh, there's, like, more stimulating brain activities than sitting here reading this page. Like, this is a waste of my time. And uh, I think it's bad. I think there's a lot of things I could be learning in books that I had been ignoring. Oh, definitely. definitely. Then now I've learned to control a bit, and I'm, like, back into reading and shit. Yeah, like, definitely. I don't even go on social media is often yeah it's just a uh it's just a stimulus for the brain you know that's it it just kicks it for a moment and then the second you realize like you're just sitting here doing nothing yeah you get that like catch of boredom and that's why like you constantly remind yourself you're bored yeah i mean so technology is like does make things come at ease but it also like ruins the way the mind does develop I don't know if it's necessarily ruins, but I think it. I think it throws new challenges in the way that hadn't been there before. Oh, uh, maybe social anxiety. That's one of them. Like I think, like if you think back to an ancient caveman, like no technology, just like right. growing up in the natural world, then um, their development would be like very much how a human would would have been programmed to develop. Like mm-hmm. same thing with their mental. Uh, like their brain like the way like developmental psychology teaches us that like your brain is doing very important developmental stages like throughout your childhood especially like before the age of four like really important stuff has has to happen like experiences you have to have with your brain and it continues on until like 25 right there's like things you have to learn um and i think technology could inhibit that process and okay, I think it approaches right. new, like, gives us new challenges to overcome. And I think that's why we have, that could be one of the reasons, I mean, I think there's many reasons, that we have, like, such higher cases of anxiety and depression among people, or even just people feeling like, I don't know what the fuck to do, or, like, I'm bored right. in life, or, like, what the fuck is there to do, like, I just want to play right. video games, right? Um, so maybe back, maybe when our parents really did say, get out of the house and do something, that was fun. Yeah. Like that, I mean, that, dude, I see that in cases with, like, kids that say they have ADHD. Mm. I don't believe, I don't believe in ADHD for the sole fact if you put a kid outside and allow him to run and, like, like waste his energy, he'll come inside and go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> like, he'll, that ADHD will be gone. He'd be so tired. Like, that's the yeah, thing. Some children are more hyper than others. That's how I see it. I mean... I love this lady. I'm not going to actually say her name, but she, she has this kid, right? He, she's like diagnosed him with like a list of things, like just never ending list of things that, why he can't play sports, why he can't interact with kids at school. Why this, why that? I'm like, why don't you just like give him a sport to play? And she's like, no, I I'm scared. He's going to kill someone. Like she diagnosed 
her own child with like schizophrenia, Damn. Like bipolar disorder, ADHD, and I'm just like maybe it's because you tell him to stay inside and color when he's a like a five year old little kid. Put him into a sport. Get him out there and like to socialize. Let him get beat up. Yeah. Like let him experience things. So like he's not diagnosed with things that I me personally I truly don't believe in those things. I yeah. think if you just allow your kid to get out of the house and like have fun to waste their time, like they could grow up just like any other child. Or go like have the opportunity to go have those experiences that are gonna make yeah. you mentally like yeah. grow up. Instead of having the option to like chill at home and scroll through Instagram. Exactly. And then starting to feel weird in your head. Like I think I think that if you're starting to miss those developmental stages in your mental, like it, it actually fucks with you in your brain. Like you'll feel like out of place right where you are. Like and you feel like yeah, I don't have this shit figured out. Right. And guess who that reminds you of? Something you have to learn. What do you what? see on TV, bro? Those like every time there's like a murderous kid or a frantic kid or like yeah, they're always loners. Yeah, they're always the ones like. So who do we blame? Do we blame the child that developed? incorrectly or do we blame the parent that kind of like could have caused that developmental damage yeah you know i mean just the most recent one the guy who shot up the school here in florida i forgot yeah, his name there's but even there's even been some since then yeah the stillness I mean, uh yeah, stillman, stillman douglas high school or something like yeah. that and it was uh what was that guy's name fuck can't remember i wish i did uh, valentine's yeah. day that guy yeah, I mean, there's like a whole, there's a whole lot of issues with those kinds of situations. How do you feel just to like, let's, let's just shift the conversation. Speaking of mass shootings, how do you feel about gun control? Like, where's your stance on that? Or do you have one? Because it's fair I do, to not I have do one. have a stance. It's more of a, I do think we should own guns, but I don't think we should own guns like to the excessive amount. Okay. Meaning, like, when I say excessive, I'm not, like, a multitude of guns. I'm saying, like, different versions. I think, like, maybe a pistol and, like, a rifle is okay with, like, a certain number of bullets. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't think we should have machine guns. I don't think we should have, like, semi-automatic rifles. I mean, well, yeah, semi, but I'm saying, like, big time, like, timers, like, what's the point? Yeah. And be, one thing I got to mention on this is like people got to realize an ar-15 is actually a 22 rifle so it's like kind of like a small version like we should get small caliber we should be worried about more like fully automatic rifles like that's what i'm concerned about but i kind of find it besides like going out trying to have fun or like to have a gun there's no reason to own an uzi there's no reason to own like a you know big time shotgun like maybe if you're going out hunting you know you can like test out different weapons or if you want to go shoot test out different weapons but to own like maybe like no i think i don't think so i don't the i personally make i don't live in a dangerous area mm-hmm. so i'm kind of biased but i don't believe i need to own one i'm not doing anything wrong i'm not like, like going out to endanger myself i don't right. believe as long as i'm in the right area which i know i would never be worry but i think a part of the idea is that you're going to be in positions in your life where you're not always in like a comfortable no yeah, spot that's true. Very true. and it gives you like an option that like you can feel more safe in, in situations yeah. like i know a lot of people from alabama where i grew up that all carry pistols like yeah. a lot of like a lot of like my brother and a lot of his friends always have like a pistol on them right um well yeah i believe that i think you and should it's crazy like but, i'm saying pistol though not yeah no i agree okay. i agree i agree and Honestly, I've I've kind of not had a stance on this for the longest time, but just recently, I don't remember what the guy's name was, but I was like watching this dude video, some of his videos talking about uh, gun control, and it kind of like shifted my stance a bit, like where I feel like kind of along the lines of what you're saying, like we should all, I think the more people that own pistols and are trained on how to use them, right, the better, like the more safer we are. So it's very, very unsafe if we have people with guns and they don't know how to, like, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They don't know how to control right. the gun. A good example of this is a guy that I know um, goes hunting all the time and owns guns. He's also from Alabama. 
Um, and he's not very in control of his gun. Like, he doesn't really know a lot about gun safety and shit. And he shot two holes in my buddy's truck. Wow. Two separate times. Like, first time, he just threw his rifle in the backseat of his truck, and it shot, like, into the into his door. Mm-hmm. And the second time, he had his pistol on him and, like, didn't think it was loaded and was, like, pointing it at the ground and shot and, like, just went off. Right. And shot his four. That's crazy. Um... Yeah, so, like, that's scary, but the metaphor that this guy made, and I wish I could remember his name to, like, kind of give him credit for it, but the metaphor that he made with gun control to kind of prove his point is guns are a tool, just, and the metaphor is, like, just like cars are a tool, right? So, when you have to get a car, you go through this year with a permit, Mm -hmm. where you're limited on your, um, I guess your, uh, um, Fuck, I um, can't remember the word. Um, you're just limited on... Privileges. Yeah, privilege. Sorry. Um, you're limited on your privileges for a year with your permit, and then you can get your license, and you have to go through, like, this rigorous kind of training. It's not really that rigorous anymore. It's kind of just, like, a simple driving test. It used to be, I think, worse. Um, to learn how to use the fucking right. car. Driver's ed. Driver's education. Mm-hmm. And... Even still, there's occasionally people that, like, run other people over with cars. Mm-hmm. Cars can be even more deadly than guns. Like, there's they places... Are. There's places... We're in Florida. Cars are actually more dangerous than guns. Yeah. And I don't know if you... In a lot li- of situations. Did you listen to any of the uh, speeches about gun control by the by the teens? No, I haven't listened to any of them. No? There was such an invalid argument. But really? continue, and I'll, I'll <laughs> come back at it. All right. Um, so, so, the metaphor is, like... Well, with cars, you can do massive damage. It could be even, like, more damaging than any kind of gun you're going to get your hands on easily. Uh, For example, like, we're at the beach that we could drive on here in Daytona. Um, You can drive on the beach where there's people there. You could just easily, like, hey, I'm going to floor it and just, like, turn into a bunch of people and just slaughter a family. Right? And that's, like, that's happened by people have accidentally ran people over. And that's just bad knowledge of driving, right? Bad control of your car. Right. Which is, like, illegal and you get tickets for it. There's traffic cops. So, the metaphor with guns is that, like... So, in Alabama, all these people I know that own guns and have, like, a permit to carry... The way they explain the process to me in Alabama is, like, they're just going into this government office, handing them money, and then taking a picture and getting a fucking license Mm -hmm. to carry a gun. And then they go and buy a gun. Like, it's literally, like, that short of a process. In Florida, it's different. There's, like, this whole background checking thing. But, I mean, that's crazy that in Alabama, there's not really any kind of, like, oh, making sure that you understand what the fuck you're doing. Like, we should have. Like, if we if we had some kind of course set up kind of how driver's ed, ed works, where you're taught all these essential things about gun control, and then you're tested on it by a person before you're given a license... Right then maybe we would have less problems with people accidentally shooting themselves. Because one of the arguments to get gun control is that, well, if everybody has guns, then, you know, somebody can get angry and just, like, not mean it, but pull out their gun and shoot somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody could have an accident and shoot somebody, or, like, a kid gets a hold of it. So these are all things that, like, if you understood guns and, they're, and the danger behind them and you knew how to control them, it wouldn't be a problem. Like, even with the, like, oh, you could get angry and pull out your gun and shoot somebody and then not really mean to do it and now you're, now you're like a killer. Right. Um, people that I know that have had some kind of interaction or like some kind of, um, experience with guns that was like unsafe, like a gun accidentally going off or something, they have this perspective of guns. It's like, oh, this shit's really, it's like real danger here and they treat it with, like, a lot of respect, in a sense. Even people that haven't had bad experiences, like, just understand gun control, um, say the same thing, though. Like, they respect the gun, and they don't ever play around with it, and they would never... Like, they don't want to pull it, because they respect that, like, it's this dangerous fucking tool. Like, it's more here just for my own comfort, that if I knew that I had to, I could. And I think that works perfectly with the car metaphor. Because I think... Anyone that's ever been in an accident or like a 
kind of a semi-bad accident or like had a really bad ticket even will tell you like or would probably report if you ask them that they started to drive safer after the experience right like i've been in a few accidents most of which are not my fault like i've been in four accidents three of them three of them i just got hit like i was t-boned sideswiped and then uh somebody ran into the back of me i was stopped at a stoplight and one of them was my fault i ran into the back of somebody (laughs) so like my perspective on driving now is so much like (laughs) It sounds like I'm a bad driver. No, it's been that way. It's been that way since the first accident. So the first thing was being (laughs) T-boned. That fucking changed me. And I didn't even have my license yet. Like, I had my permit. I had my permit, and this guy ran a stop sign and just blew into the side of my door. That's karma, dude. Isn't that crazy? No, my next time follow the law. I was following the law. (laughs) My mom was in the car with me. Yeah, okay. she was in the passenger seat. And oh, they she on was door. probably freaked the fuck out. Yeah, she was pissed at the person. Oh, my hit mom! You, my mom always grabbed the oh shit bar when I drove. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so yeah, perfect metaphor. Like after being in an accident, it's like now I understand and respect the actual danger behind cars. Right. Like I could die. I could kill somebody. Um, it's not. It's not a toy, and it's kind of like the same thing with guns. Right? Well, the one thing I want to ask is, um, for your gun training or, you know, like kind of teaching someone how to handle and be safe with a gun, um, do you think that is what is instilling fear into the population? Like, do you think that's why like people are now becoming scared of guns? Because there's not training? Yeah. Do you think that's a reason why? Like... I mean, the media is definitely using, like, these school, like, shootings as big mainstream events. I mean, they're not, they haven't been mentioning much else besides, like, cop violence with weapons. But, like, I wonder, like, if you think about it, back to the loner people, like, why is it every time someone's shooting a gun at the school, we, like, find out the person was, like, a nobody? It was, like, someone that people didn't like in school. It was always an evil person. Like, you know, that's why it always goes back. Like, that's why my argument is, like, based on many people in our population is, is it so much the gun? Is it the fact that we have guns and that we know that they're dangerous? Like, people know guns kill people. But we have to remember that people are using those guns to kill that person. Yeah. And what's also interesting is the statistics of, like, how many people are dying by guns Compared, compared to, to how many how many are dying in mass shooting by guns. Exactly. Like people are only freaked okay. out because it's like, oh, five people at yeah. once in one place. But how many people every day, like civilians, are dying by guns? Exactly. It's way, way more. It's just not like the psychology of our brain focuses much more on the event that's more memorable, right? right? And then years later, we'll be like, oh, like that was nothing. Yeah, you know, unless like, it was really impactful, like the Columbine shooting, like people still talk about that. Oh yeah, now, definitely, because right? that was like the first thing, and it kind yeah. of created this era that I think, I think, my opinion on what's happening with the school shootings is, or even just mass shootings in general, isn't so much that we we have like a gun control issue. Mm-hmm. Like I think guns are a facet of the problem. But I don't think it's necessarily that gun control is the issue. Mm-hmm. I think we need more gun knowledge and awareness and safety right. and shit. That's like my whole spiel. But what I think is happening with school shootings more so is mental health. Definitely. Yes. And also this kind of like um, like this righteous, righteous like last feat that's like going to mm-hmm. make you famous and like put you in like the this like – in your mind, what is a righteous place to be? So, like, a lot of these shooters, not, I mean, I wouldn't say a lot of them, but some of them that, only the ones that I've really, like, read their manifesto, because some of them, well, actually most of them, leave some kind of manifesto behind, like, this document, like, sometimes very, very long about kind of, like, what they're, what's going through their mind and right. why they're doing this, and they even talk about planning it. And it really kind of shows you that they have this really fucked up, like warped view of the world. Right. That if only that was different, 
then they wouldn't be shooting people. It's not like, oh, I have a gun and it's a toy and it'd be fun to just squeeze the trigger at people. It's more like mm. this deep rooted, like mental, it's yeah, fucked up place that they're in. Yeah, and it's just whatever happened to them where their view got warped because it's easy, especially as young people, for your mind to get taken over by ideas around you. Right. Like, we're very influenced by ideas. And it was. Like, when you mentioned Columbine and, like, the start of the era, if you pay attention, like, well, at least I paid attention to the kids. Like, nowadays, like, they look at school shootings as, like, somewhat of a joke. They say it's an ordinary thing now. Because, like, there are kids, like, constantly every day making jokes. Like, I'm just going to shoot up the school. I'm just going to shoot up the school. That's so crazy. And it's, like, kind of, like, in them, like... It's just a joke. I'm just kidding. And then people like, it's not a joke. That's why when it gets down to it, they're like, if you say that, I mean, Chip Kelly or Chip would, you know, he went off and made this speech saying, we're not taking these jokes lightly. Like you may say it's a joke, but you will serve for saying things like that because it's not a joke. And like, it's definitely, I'm agreeing with you on the mental health because if you, the people that you have to pay attention to the people who are actually doing the shootings, like think about it, like. Like based what, off what the is era, in their seeing, fucking mind, right? Well, what I what I think it is is growing up, they kind of developed this like one they they didn't really like. It's not so much they didn't fit in; they just didn't like get a click. If you don't get a click early on, growing up in say school or say or something like that, mm-hmm. you kind of are pushed aside. And like the constant pushing aside of like you don't belong, you don't belong, you don't belong, you like kind of like build this own mind of your own to keep yourself occupied so you're not lonely all the time you kind of build not only anger and fear but that could all that just pushes towards the rage that you instill on populations and then you see someone like you in the media and you're like yo like that same thing like maybe there's those kids aren't paying attention to everyone who's sad maybe they're paying attention to the kid who did it they're researching the kid and they're like yo that guy's just like me. Like, right. I was left alone. I'm super angry like him. Like, it's so unfair. Like, I, I want to be like him. I want to escape. I want to get out of it. And then it could also be a parent thing. Like, they grow up and the kid has, like, I can do whatever I want, no consequence. Yeah. I'm going to shoot up the school and get away with it. And yeah. then they realize well, I don't think end, I don't think any of them are shooting up a school thinking they're going to get out alive. No. I think like that's why they kill themselves. Like think about the mind that your mind state you're in, walking into a school mm-hmm. with like a loaded gun on you, like full armor or something. Like the guy that shot up the oh, school yeah. in Florida, like he was ready. Supposedly he was like fully suited out yeah, with like he an was. AR. He was just walking down the hall, like oh, I'm gonna start just shooting children. I cried when I saw that video. No, that's no crazy. It was insane to see. I definitely um, teared up. So, like, what's going through that guy's mind? Like, I, I think it's a combination of what you were saying, like, this kind of resentfulness that yeah. builds up, that can build up in people. And I think that goes back to what we were saying earlier about the mental development of people now, is I think we might be lacking these things. Like, you're saying clicks is definitely part of it. We're lacking these experiences that develop our minds to like where they're supposed to be and it creates this kind of like gap of like where we should be like other parts of us are developing without that mental part being satisfied or we haven't developed it yet right so if you like never yeah yeah that's how people become like antisocial right like they don't so it's it's believed by developmental psychologists that if you don't have your child uh play with other children his age at like right. three years old um in a game with rules like a game that actually has like set boundaries and rules um then they are like really highly likely to be antisocial. yeah they don't know. from that one little like hey, you gotta be three years old and you gotta play a game with somebody like that is like super crucial to this development of your mind that what like that has to have some kind of role in what's happening to these people that are like somewhere in their head they could walk into the school and shoot yeah. people right? and then we could go back to technology saying that yeah. could be the big cause of it separation yeah. 
Yeah, but that's I don't, why the I don't social think, anxiety and, is and so it could be an issue that is like being worsened by technology. But I think that just with affluence, it happens as well. Mm. Like just being able to like right now we're sitting in your driveway. Just being able to like have a plot of land and a house Mm -hmm. and like everything you need is inside that house and if you need anything else you just drive to the fucking store and then you drive back to that house right like there's hardly a reason in a neighborhood like this that you have to go talk to your neighbor like you have to go knock on your neighbor's door not at all and be like hey can i borrow eggs or milk like we're hungry over here okay right and there's another book on this as well the tribe which is a really interesting book that I just started reading um, uh, by Sebastian Younger. What's okay. his name? Um, really smart guy. He was studying this, this like affluenza kind of thing, like how that might affect mental health. Okay. And this is just this is just to like push back against like technology is causing it because technology could be making it worse. But I think there's other right. deep rooted issues that we need to start addressing, and this could be one of them. What this guy is saying is that in more wealthy neighborhoods, like even just middle class and up, uh, people don't have to rely on others. Like you can be independent. Uh, you don't for your needs. Like you don't really need people around you in your community to help you out. And that uh, the reason the book is called the tribe is it's saying that many people in that situation don't feel like they have a tribe that they belong to. Right. Like, a group of people that isn't just family that you share common interests with and that you care for, right? So, they see, when they see them on the television, they're like, I finally fit in. Probably. Yeah. I don't even know if it's, I finally fit in. Like, what, it could be. Like, we have, like what the fuck is going on through their head, right? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, crazy. most of them kill themselves. We never yeah, have a chance. it's insane. It'd be cool if one of them, like, sat down and was like, okay, like, I get that I'm fucked up. Let me tell you what's I up. mean, they got, we did catch the guy for Florida. Yeah, I don't know if they've been interviewing yeah, him or something. That'd be awesome. I would love that. I would they love should to be studying the fuck mind. out of him, right? Like, yeah. I'd be great at that. I'd be, like, the coolest guy to be, like, chilling with him. <laughs> I swear. You want I would to go just chill hang out with the mass murderer? No, like, you know. I'm, okay, I'm, Vito. I'm good at the conversation. <laughs> I finally fit in. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I finally fit in. Now, that was looking at the. That was just yeah, looking at the developmental. Uh, uh, shut no, okay, shut the fuck up. I think dude. it might also be that, like, they see the person getting their face published on, like, CNN. Mm. And they're like, they're like, that's the righteous victory. Like, right, well, I go out in flames fighting for this like fucked up idea like fighting for like so so it's a lot more deeper than that yeah the the manifesto thing that right. i was talking about like some of the killers like one of the guys in california oh, fuck it's a really interesting case because he was this guy that shot up i can't remember the school but he shot up this school kind of by it was a college by just drive-by shooting like um sorority members wow um, like on Sorority Road or something like that, or near it, like college people just walking around to parties. Just like drove by and shot them. Uh, he had a YouTube channel before wow. before shooting people, and last I checked, it's still there, and you can watch his dude's videos. Oh, and it's fucking crazy because he's talking about, like you can just hear it, like in what he says in his videos. It's their vlogs, like he's by himself. He's usually in his car. He drives a nice BMW. Wow. He lives in a mansion in California. Or, I mean, a big house. You can't really tell from the videos if it's a mansion, but a big house. Um, and in the videos, he's talking about how, like, women are, uh, like, putrid creatures because they don't want me and all the girls should want me. And why do they go with these other like lower quality men when they should know I'm the oh superior male and all they do is just shun me and the guys pick on me and you know like all this resent like he's just resentful like he's like yeah that's why I was definitely why have I not gotten laid right because for <laughs> this guy I wasn't friends because the, there's people that after this guy shot up the place and died because he died like he so what he did is he pulled up like by some sorority girls and just like shot them, I think he had a pistol, 
and then like drove down to a cafe like tried to run his car into people got out and just started shooting and then like he died or i think he he might have continued driving and then died in the crash i don't know like he he died in the that's the, crazy good the, dickhead yeah okay. but his friend said that um like they would invite him out to places because they knew that he was alone like he didn't really have a lot of people that he hung out with so they would invite him to places and they said that he was like he would talk about that same shit like wow. resentfulness towards women so it wasn't even the friends thing like there was something deep rooted like in his experience with women where he just built up this resentment and he didn't and when he was building so I think how that might happen and I'm for sure not correct on it but what probably happened is he was a virgin and his and people around him started to get girlfriends and he was seeing it and not understanding like why am I not getting girls right, right? and probably part of it was like affluence in life made him feel like he was really entitled to have women mm. and they just weren't coming to him easily and to kind of answer for his virginity in a sense like in his mind like why am I a virgin right. he probably consumed some information from some like fucked up people that also have a warped view on the world mm. that have a resentfulness towards women so he's like looking for answers goes on the internet and he finds this answer somewhere where people are like oh women are just all these like devilish creatures that go with the wrong men all these inferior males and they should just like serve you and fucking like you're entitled to have all of them right and to be fair, in some of the videos, he was just like, I just want a girlfriend to love, right? Um, That's crazy. But it's, yeah, and, and after he died, this big manifesto came out where he was like, just a lot of that stuff, like several pages of the same thing, like resentfulness towards women, where he could have, in that time of need where he needed to answer for his virginity, he could have consumed some information that would have helped him better himself yeah, and like, get, get a, a fucking girl, girl. like right. like what we were talking about before with the company that gives dating advice like how to meet yeah. women that would have been perfect if you were to consume something like that instead of some other shit and i'm just speculating i don't know if that's exactly what he did or not right then maybe he wouldn't have gotten so resentful maybe he would have like took an initiative to and better himself a whole new view. got a girl and then showed himself that oh shit like I'm much more in control of my situation exactly. it's not all these people around me and poor me and like for my circumstance and there's nothing I can do about it like you're much more in control of where the fuck you're at right. than you think you are you truly are like you're in control of it in the sense that you have the option to change it for the better the problem is nobody or not, I wouldn't say nobody, but people just have issues with acting because change oh change is scary. Change is the hardest thing to like adhere. Yeah, it really is. That's why they people get so like comfortable in the norm. They get yeah. st- they get, fall in love with the routine because they know it's it's just it's comfortable. Yeah, I feel you feel safe, right? Yeah. Like so, there's this. Uh, uh, do you know who Jordan Peterson is? I don't know. Peterson does. I need to player. send you some videos. He's you might have heard of him just because he's gotten a lot of like notoriety recently. But yeah, Peterson he's a, sounds familiar. He's a clinical psychologist. He's written like a book now, and he does a bunch of talks to, to college students. And he was in some scandal. He's a professor at Toronto University. Okay. Uh, but right now, or like last year, he was doing this lecture tour, like his just own lectures that. You would just like rent a place, sell tickets, and fill it up. Um, about Pretty cool, actually. Yeah, he's like making good money. Yeah, like really he doesn't cool. even, he doesn't even teach anymore. He's getting paid solely on doing that stuff, like touring wow. around his books that he wrote. This is like in the past, like five years, probably that this is all happened for him. That he's happens like, to a lot of people. He's like now. fifty something. You know, they like and his in his Patreon. In his Patreon. So you know what Patreon is? Yeah. Uh, he just set up a Patreon account for his uh, YouTube videos that he makes. And uh, people are just donating a bunch of money to him. Wow. So like, he doesn't have to work. But anyway, he's, he's, 
Side tangent. Uh, yeah. Last year, he did a lecture t- series on the biblical stories. And one of the, like, main things that he talks about in there is that the way humans work in the world and our psychology is we're walking around in the world in the unknown. There's a lot of shit around you any moment that you don't fully understand and that is kind of, like, out of your grasp of, like, this is the known. Like, even for me, looking at this screen right here, like, it's unknown to me what the fuck is actually going on in here. Like, what, like, if I started to think about it, I started to realize how little I know about it. Like, if I'm like, okay, so there's, like, little bits of electricity being sent in here, and they're data points. And this thing processes that data into, like, something you can compute. Um, And display on a screen, which is crazy, through lights. Um, We're walking around in the unknown all day, and we're gathering information. That's why we, like, walk upright, we have these great eyes, ears, and we're information foragers. Like, we want to learn shit. Uh, We're gathering information, and then our... we do. We want to learn stuff. Yeah. Not everyone wants to learn. I think every human has this, like, underlying drive to learn shit. Right. But there's just all these other things that start to fuck them up, and they don't don't answer that calling. Well, that's Um, getting... That's just... um, It takes a lot of energy to actually think. Like, yeah. to actually think and learn and remember things does take a lot of energy. Yeah, but I think that, I think that, um, this is what we were talking about with momentum before in the other podcast. Oh, you just have, you just have to want to do it. That was um, Steve. That was Steve, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that, like you said earlier, <laughs> yeah, they hit everyone crazy. up, they all come back. Yeah. Um, Dang, 12 o'clock? So, yeah, we're about to wrap this up, but, um, <laughs> yeah, he thinks I'm still around. <laughs> Damn, good service, buddy. Yeah. Um, um, so, we're walking around, we're mining information okay. and the unknown, and then our brain, or mostly our subconscious, tries to sort out, uh, something that we've learned about the world through all the information that we gathered. Okay. And then we try to articulate it into words so that we now have learned something. So kind of like the rundown, like how it might work is if you think about, if you believe in evolution, back when humans were barely different than chimps, as far as where we were in our lineage, like we were... Not we hadn't we hadn't we haven't forked away from chimps enough. Okay. Um, like early tribe or even just you think about chimps. Uh, in a chimp tribe, for a chimp to look at the alpha in the tribe because that's how they work, right? There's like the alpha chimps that'll just beat the fuck out of any other guy and like fuck the girl. Um, I truly believe that we are our own species, mm-hmm. and that we definitely we, I agree. Like, Okay, so think about it like this. As a baby, right? Human mm-hmm. babies, if we were to just put them in the wild, how would they survive? How would they like just, oh, sit, just lay die. on how would they just lay on their back and cry like that? They would just Whereas die. if you put like an, an a different animal out there, when they're born, like they're just knocked up and they're just like Yeah. You know, like they just deer, stand up. Have you ever seen a deer? Yeah, they just birth? pop up. Yeah, they're like ready to go. They're ready to go. So the, the weird thing is, if you notice how humans actually interact and how they act, we do things like animals. We yeah. really do. We like basics. I mean, we probably looked at the chimp like as like the beginning of humankind. We probably looked at a chimp and said, that's the best way to move around. Yeah. That's sure. probably what we did. We probably were like, you know, standing like them, walking around was the most beneficial way. <laughs> because if you think like, if we really did evolve, you know, and adapt to society, like if we, and we started crawling on like feet, like on our feet, like why didn't we just stay there? Like well, our legs would have like easily just been like in the perfect form to crawl, like we would have been able, like all. Well, I think it. I think the idea is that once, um, so, like once species, once animals started to spread out and get into different environments, the the mammals that went into like forests and jungles and stuff had to climb up to reach 
food and safety from like because in the jungle there's like cats that are roaming around that will eat you snakes that will eat you yeah right there's birds that will eat you like and based on where those humans live they adapted to that specific animal yeah so they were like oh well it's better right it's better if we can climb upward and over time it's like we stretched out to be able to climb and also standing up is better for um um basically tracking an animal for a long distance like if you're chasing an animal for a long time it's better to just like always be looking up than to have to like look up while you're on all fours running right um that's what humans that's what humans have evolved to do like we're able a human has the capacity to get to a point in their cardiovascular to be able to like chase down a horse in the sense that a horse would give up eventually get and tired. pass out. Yeah, I was just gonna say compared the same to thing. a human in peak condition. Yeah, which is crazy. So anyway, so, so the human would just continuously go. They would never like they have the humans have the ability to just continuously. Yeah, go. not yeah. not me obviously, and not yeah. probably you. And well, I'm sure people. like we would be able to continue walking though. You know, like we maybe uh, not like bash. No, you have to build but... you. You have to build your cardio. What I'm saying is a human back in the day that would actually be like running several miles a day just mm-hmm. because it's what they had to do would have such great cardio that they'd be able to do it. That we right. actually have the capacity to get that good of cardio. In Africa, where they actually still do have tribes, like like small tribes, but uh, they speak click. Yeah. They actually have that ability. They really do. They run miles of days, like, without food or water. Just roaming around Africa, running, chasing after animals. That's crazy, right? If you, like, if you actually, like, I look it up on YouTube all the time. Stuff like that. That's why I think running 